Welcome to Real Estate Happening. Oh my, I'm not gonna, bitch, I'm not a sex phone operator. With Nan, oh my God. <laughs> with Nan and Company Properties. Oh my God. Uh, Ew. <laughs> I have one arm in my shirt. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Real Estate Happenings, your go-to podcast for all things real estate. Today, I am your host, Alexis Mendoza, joined by... Ronnie Espling. All right, Ronnie. So what's going on? How are you? Uh, actually, I'm kind of tired. Um, so I have been dating this guy for like eight months that I met on Tinder. And it, it's such a crazy story how we met. He lives in Sweden with all the restrictions. We haven't been able to meet. And oh my gosh, we like, we found out that like Costa Rica didn't have any restrictions. And so for like two days, I swear I could be a travel agent for anywhere in the world right now because <laughs> I know every restriction and every airport all the requirements. And so it's actually really exciting because tomorrow I leave at 930 and we're going to meet for the first time in Costa Rica, which is insane. That's amazing. I'm so excited for you. I know. And I'm so tired, but it's going to be okay. Okay. Awesome. No, I'm excited for you. How are you? I'm doing all right. It's been busy. Um, the real estate market's kind of crazy right now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I've had multiple offers on everything. That's good. And everything sold in under a week. Okay. Well, so that's good. So it's, you know, we are, um, we're rocking and rolling. So today we have, we are going to be talking about the concept of not just buying a, bless you, not just buying a home, but buying a lifestyle. Um, we have lots of stuff that you should be looking for in the home and around the community when you're looking to buy a home. So let's dive right in. Okay, so Alexis isn't really that good at reading her script. Yeah, I know. I suck. <laughs> so I'm going to take it over right now. Thank you. Um, so one of the first things that um, I tell my... I'm going to start over. So one of the first things that I tell my clients to focus on and kind of it's the, really the first thing I think they need to focus on is they really need to look at the surrounding community in the neighborhood and they need to really make sure that it fits their lifestyle. Like, Agreed, 100%. Yeah, like if you... If you're someone who likes to walk around and really have neighborhood access, be able to ride a bike, I personally wouldn't say that maybe like parts of Montrose aren't going to be the best for you because the streets are small or, or Rice they, Military. Uh, right, right, right. Well, that's true. Um, I mean, Rice Military has a lot of walkability and it's, true. you know, it's it's got surrounding parks, but... You know, places that are up and coming, like Independence Heights, it's probably wouldn't be yeah. <laughs> an area that would be for, you know, a family that's growing. Exactly. Or... But like, if you look at the <clears throat> heights, I mean, you have all the walking trails, amazing schools, tons of parks everywhere, tons of local establishments to go check out, restaurants, shopping, um, really neighborhood feel. So you're going to be able to walk. You're going to be able to feel safe. You're going to have a lot of room in the roads to walk safely. So for me, it's like, if you're looking for that family active person type scenario, then I think that the Heights is going to be a pretty perfect neighborhood for you. But really you just need to make sure that whatever you enjoy doing, whether that's going out, walking, running, biking, spending time with your kids and your family, you just need to make sure that it really fits your lifestyle. Agreed. Agreed. And, and this pandemic has really kind of change that perspective for a lot of families. I know that, you know, for us personally, you know, we live inside the loop. So we live in Eastwood in an mm -hmm. older house. It's beautiful, but you know, we have had three kids in the yeah. span of two and a half years. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> so our lifestyle has changed so that, you know, 1935, house with the small closets it ain't happening you know with you know, <laughs> a gentrification going on in the neighborhood it's 
it's different for us in, in terms of, you know, okay, so can my little girls like go outside of our gate and ride their bike? And, you know, do I feel cool with that? Or, you know, mm. it's just different. What, what, what suited our lifestyle three or four years ago, um, is different now. So, yeah. you know, I think a lot of families and I've had a lot of, it's crazy. It's just crazy. I've had so many people call me and say, you know what? I'm ready to move outside the loop. Yeah. I'm ready. And you know, my husband is so against it. Like he is just like, you know, he grew up pretty much in Northside and then in Montrose his whole life. So he's like, Oh hell no. But to <laughs> me, and he works inside the loop. So I, I work all over, but to me, it's more about the quality of life, right? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, your old neighborhood really speaks to me. Oh, yeah. No, I love that neighborhood. And Hunt, the people Huntwick in it. Huntwick Forest, right? Huntwick Forest, Northwest Houston. Um, it's a Houston address, but it's, I would say technically it's in like more of the Tomball side of spring. Um, but it's such a great neighborhood. And I mean, if you were to move there, I think you would love it. And I think it would be perfect for your family. But like, okay, so the last point that I'm going to make on this little bullet point is, something I tell my clients to do if they're really unsure about the area is I kind of just tell them, why don't you just Airbnb this weekend? And Oh, that's, uh, that's a good idea. Yeah. And like, if you, if you're like, if you're not familiar with the area and you think, well, is it going to be loud? Are there a lot of people driving around all the time? Is it a busy street? Like, I'm just, I just tell them, why don't you just get an Airbnb, stay for the weekend, two nights, you're going to get to see the neighborhood. Has anybody actually done that? Yeah. I've, I've actually had three clients do that. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. I and, love that. That's good advice. One of them was obsessed with the house and then they went and did that. And they were like, we're absolutely not living here. Really? Oh yeah. Because it was in Montrose and it was kind of, it was over in the Fairview area, mm -hmm, Hyde Park. Mm -hmm. And so they were just like, I'm not, it's too loud. It's too busy. It's a pass through street. And there I was like, go. well, aren't you happy that you stayed, stayed in an oh Airbnb? Okay. That's, that's great <laughs> advice. I'm taking that. Um, so the other thing that I would say people really, really need to do is, and I think this is something that a lot of people not I would say it's something that they necessarily wouldn't think about doing, but I think a lot of people need to take a few minutes to jot down a list of any professional services that they make use of on a regular basis. So are you using a chiropractor a lot? Are you getting a massage all the time? Mm -hmm. um, do you have a specific doctor that you like? Right, um, right, I just right. think that they need to look at their... Their lifestyle, what yeah. they do on a regular basis every single day, in and out, and what what... What would be an inconvenience for them if they left their area, and what would mm -hmm. be the positive conveniences for them if they when they moved to their yeah their new I'm, neighborhood? I'm trying to think of a professional service that I use. Um, <laughs> like I guess for me it would be the gym. Thoughts. Like I only go to one gym because it's the only gym I've been at okay, in eight okay. years and I love it. And so for me to go to an area where maybe getting there is more difficult or it becomes an inconvenience, I probably wouldn't enjoy that. And it would become one of those things every single day where when I know I have to go there, I would just be like, oh my gosh, I have to go to the gym. Right. So it would just become like kind of the sour spot in my day. Right. And I think a lot of people probably have that, especially like I think people with kids, like a daycare. Right. Like or or get, the, my little or girl. Or a dog. Well, or, or a dog. <laughs> or a dog. You know, but it's the same thing. Uh, not really. I mean, what's a person? Oh my gosh. Right, well, there, you know. there are children. They are. So. But, you know, my little girl just started a ballet school and it's in Montrose. Mm -hmm. Luckily, this school has one other one in the Woodlands if we decided mm -hmm. to move up north. But still, it's kind of like... I oh, love yeah. going to the Dunleavy location. It's, you know, so that's something that I would have to think about if we moved outside. So, yeah, the schools that your your kids go to, you know, how um, the, the ratings of the schools, too, that's really important. I mean, it's yeah. kind of splish all all around Houston. But so that's important if you're a parent or a mom. So, yeah, agreed. Totally. 
So the next thing we to kind of touched on this. We part talked already. about yeah. regular. So yeah, just skip absolutely. the next one. Okay. Oh, this is perfect for you because you had like eighteen thousand kids. <laughs> I only oh. have three actually. <laughs> Uh, twins, 10-month-old twins, and a three-year-old girl. Okay. Anyway, uh, so are you talking about the five- to ten-year plan? Yes. <laughs> okay, so another thing to think about when you are, you know, trying to decide what type of lifestyle that you want to have, and the area is kind of like, what's your five- to ten-year plan? Um, does this home accommodate those needs? Does it support those goals that you have um, in five to ten years from now? So I guess with Ronnie, for example, you know, he has this new love of his life that he's met who lives out of the country. So would Ronnie be buying a home, uh, you know, for $2 million in River Oaks (laughs) that's sprawling, you know, right now? No, he wouldn't because, you know, he most likely will be traveling back and forth from country to country. Yeah, but I mean... I still would buy a property. It would just, like you said, it wouldn't be a $2 million one. Well, I mean. But no, but like I totally would buy maybe a condo and a high rise because that would be pretty easy to rent. If I was gone, it would be an investment property. So for me to have that, it still would serve a really positive purpose in my life. Um, and I think it would lend itself in a nice way just to be able to have it. But also when I do come back to have a home to go to. So um, yeah, we're going to see. Um, but like, I just, and you already touched on this earlier, but I just remember when you got your home over in Eastwood, uh, you guys were so excited about it and it is, it was the only home we saw by the way. And I always (laughs) recommend my clients don't ever do that. Oh my God. But it's really, it is the cutest house. And, um, I think at the time when you guys got it, it was like pretty perfect for your family situation. And then that family situation very quickly changed. Totally changed. And so now, just like you said earlier, you guys are starting to have that, a uh, little debate you could say about what are we going to do, where are we going to go, and when, because this is not uh, like efficient anymore for us. And so I think, and I think that happens with a lot of people because kids oftentimes are surprises. And <laughs> <laughs> so that's, yeah. also, that's almost something you can't plan for. So you almost just need to think about that in the beginning when you are buying a house as to are we maybe going to have kids? And that's true. And I also, and, 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 the, and to think about like the reverse. So I have also have clients who are retiring, who are selling their homes that's good in, point. you know, the Woodlands or Spring or Katy. And they're like, we're ready to move inside now. We want yeah. a lot of walkability. We want to be in Montrose or the museum district because oh, yeah. we can just easily access, you know, all of the, all of the, the great things that Houston actually has to offer because Houston is just Houston's really a cool city. So, I mean... It's it's actually funny you mentioned that because my grandparents live up by Huntmuck Forest, which we were uh talking about earlier, and they've lived there for 29 years. They have this 3,000-square-foot house, and it's amazing, and it's it's this place that I love, but at the same time, now that it's just them, and it has just been just them for a while, but they're kind of, like, retired. They don't want to be in a house that big. They've been talking to me about, well, we want to move into town, and we want to have a condo, and all these amenities and be, and so for them, that's really exciting because like you just said, there are people who kind of want to like live a new chapter in their life and be able to go to all the restaurants and all the shopping and not have to drive really far to get into the city. And so for them, I'm really excited about that. And I hope it's something that they do, but we will see. Yeah. Well, no, for sure. I mean, you know, Houston inside the city actually has so much to offer. So I, you know, the neighborhoods, my favorite neighborhoods in Houston will actually probably be Montrose is probably my top, um, Ronnie, you're making me laugh, sorry. 
Uh, I tend to do that. Montrose is probably my favorite just because, I mean, I know it's ever-changing, but there's just so much culture there. Um, so much culture, so, um, and there's so many different types of, I guess, what, what's the word I'm looking for? There's people. different ranges of people. <laughs> yeah, I said people a second ago. Not eclectic. That's you're not listening to me. What, what are you <laughs> I'm saying? kidding. I said you're not listening to me. No, but, um, but you have all different ages and types. Of demographics. De- thank you. Oh, my God. Okay, demographics. It's an there's early so morning, everyone. <laughs> demographics in Montrose. Um, and it's, it's still, even though it's being gentrified, you know, it's still, I don't know, cool and has kind of the essence of what I love about Houston. No, um, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I had a client buy a house there and it was his first house ever at like 50 years old. He had saved up tons of money. He was from California. He grew up with these really old bungalows, weird area of town. And he told me, he goes, I want to live where the weirdos are. And he lives off Yupon Street, just yeah. south of Westheimer. And while, like you just said, Montrose has changed a lot and it is kind of transitioning more um, to be less of that kind of like circus area that maybe it was in the 80s, um, <laughs> where kind of just like the freaks were because that was what 80s, it was. 90s, and it was like the safe fest. haven for yeah. people who didn't feel like West they were part of the normal crowd. And so um, he bought a house there and he loves it. So um, I think something else other than thinking of like the five to 10 year plan, mm-hmm. because a lot of times you can't really even think about your five to 10 year plan because you don't really know what's going to happen. A lot happens That's in five true. to 10 years, but you can do your best. And I would say um, something else that would be important to me and something else I make clients think about is what other features are essential to your lifestyle. And so when I hear that, I'm thinking yard, kitchen, do you like to entertain? Are those, are there, are there anything in the house that you do on a daily basis or that you want to do frequently? And is this house going to lend itself to those activities? Yes or no? Like me, I love to bake. I don't really care about cooking. I love to bake. Interesting. I thought it was opposite. Okay, yeah. Cool. So for me, like to have tons of counter space to bake and like throw flour on right. the roll out dough and whatever, or like have 18 different layers of cake, I need that. And so for me, a huge island is important. To the same point, someone who likes to entertain probably wants a big island too to lay out platters or seat people or talk around because to me, the kitchen has now kind of become the heart of the home versus the living room. Absolutely. So like for you... What do you think would be important for you in a house, given that you have, like, 20,000 kids? Just three. Just three, it's, Okay, but they're crazy, so it's, like, 20,000. <laughs> um, uh, so I would say now that we live in an older home, I definitely still love older homes just because that's just kind of who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. But I need more outdoor space. I kind of want a pool because being stuck in Houston during the pandemic with no pool in my backyard and my neighborhood doesn't have a well community pools were closed anyway but nonetheless um I want a pool I want a big Mm -hmm. lot and I want a lot of storage space and a playroom and just space for everybody to be able to do their own thing you know yeah um one of the one of the things that I do send my clients this is for all the agents out there I don't know who does this but Whenever I meet a client, one of the mm-hmm. first things I do, who wants, who want to buy, who want buyers, sorry, uh, I send them a buyer questionnaire, mm-hmm. and I ask them all of these things, all of these important things, like what are the activities that you like to do? What do mm-hmm. you see yourself doing? Do you like to entertain? Do you what size di- dining room table do you have? Is it important? I mean, I ask all of these questions, so it's not just like how many bedrooms or 
how many uh, do you want hardwood floors or yeah. vaulted ceilings or three stories or whatnot. I ask questions about their lifestyles. So I kind of get, and it helps them actually think about it too. So yeah, of course, especially first time home buyers. Sometimes they're like, I don't really know three well, bedrooms and two bath, but, and they don't know. So like you said, I mean, you're just like getting into their bubble. Yeah. Which getting, you have into, to do. getting into their mind and, and, and understanding who they are as a person and, uh, trying to, you know, tailor their search, um, to their lifestyle actually. Um, okay. What else? Um, okay. So now that I'm trying to think of something else, I would say we've been talking about like all of the positives and everything. Um, and the considerations that people really need to think about when they're going to buy a house. But I would say on the opposite side of the spectrum, I would say that people also need to think about, what the ramifications of buying a home that doesn't fit their lifestyle would be. And for me, the first word that came to mind was inconvenience. (laughs) And then that would probably turn into being annoyed and kind of maybe even having some buyer remorse at the same time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, unfortunately, and I'm just going to be totally frank, um, I have had clients buy a house where maybe they were hesitant or, I maybe necessarily didn't feel like they were totally like all in when they put the offer in. And then two or three months later, they text me or they call me and they're not mad at me. I just hear them expressing some maybe regrets that they had or we should have done this or we should have done that. And uh, I'm just like, well, it's a little too late for that. But <laughs> but um, let me sell your house. And, oh, and I empathize with them. And I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry. It's And there's always going to be something with the house that isn't maybe ideal or perfect. But um, the, it's just, you are buying your biggest asset. This is something that you're going to be spending mm-hmm. a lot of time in, I hope. And, um, so when we do our job in the beginning and we really try to make them think of all of the things that are important to them, they really need to stop and pause and think they about do. that because mm-hmm. this is where your life is going to be 24 seven, every single day. No, I agree 100%. Um, you know, I was just showing clients and they're from, they're not from here. And so when, when you have clients that are are in Houston from out of town and they don't understand Houston, like the, the, the culture of Houston, the layout of Houston, they don't get it. Right. So Houston's widespread there and it's a neighborhoody city. Like it's very neighborhoody, which is one of the things I love about it. Um, but nonetheless, I, I have a certain responsibility and I feel like I feel responsible for where they end up landing because if they don't know Houston, then I'm responsible for showing them around. So I always tell them, look, let's, I mean, so I, for instance, I had a buyers, their buyers the other day, they were, they sent me, I hadn't even met them yet. Right. We had just done FaceTime and either it's one of my husband's friends hadn't met them yet. And they said, they said they were about to meet to do showings and they sent, sent me a listing and they were like, I think this may be the one. I was like, hmm. okay. I said, and she goes, can we see this on this day? I said, absolutely. I said, but here's what we're going to do. I said, send me your top five, right? Send me your top five. And if you can only pick three, I'll pick two more. And uh, because I said, you know, sometimes the pictures don't always show. And I was like, and if you don't know the area oh, or the that's neighborhood. The truth. Yeah. It's true. I said, because to me in my mind, I was like, this house looks smaller something's up with the pictures mm-hmm. so I get there before them they got that wide angle <laughs> yes I get there before them and they walk in and they're like <clears throat> like oh no seriously and I was like <laughs> they didn't know me so they didn't really know how, like they didn't want to be rude and I was like look y'all this is not my house I was like this is not your thing is and they're like 
absolutely not. I said, okay. So we, you know, we ended up, I showed them houses that were, I took them around just to five homes, but I took them closer in and to houses that they loved. And that's the type of house we're sticking with now. And now they're just so great. And the house that I chose is the one that we put an offer on. So I'm excited about that because I feel like we took our time. We did two or three days of show, full showings. Yeah. And they had their top three houses, and then they picked one of the homes. And it's just for all these reasons. And I also told them, you don't have to pick any of these houses, I said. We can keep exploring more neighborhoods. We've seen about 10. Yeah, but exactly. like, let's go. I said, I can go for more. I was like, because I just, it's, it's really important that everything fits their lifestyle. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. What is, okay, what's next? <laughs> okay, so now that we've been talking about, like, the perspective <coughs> of this all from a buyer and the clients that we work with every single day, I would say uh, maybe we just shift a little bit to, like, the agents who are helping these people, like you and I. Um, and so for me, I guess we could just start talking about, like, when we have a new listing, um, how would you market in the best way the lifestyle angle as a realtor to the buyers and the marketplace. Um, like I'm trying to think of, well, what would I highlight in the home? And so when I think about that, really you just have to understand your area. And because how I'm going to market a house in the Heights or Montrose is completely different than how I'm going to market a house that's downtown and a high rise or a home that's in River Oaks or Westview, because the demographic is going to be completely different the buyer profile is probably going to look way, way, way different. And so you really need to understand as an agent and become an area specialist. Schools, shopping, what do people in that area tend to do? What's the typical age of the person in the area? What does a buyer look like? Is it going to be a first-time home? Is it going to be an upgrade home? Um, does it, is it an active area? So you really need to understand all of these things. And so in my opinion, if you're a little unfamiliar with it, you just need to take a day and like go walk around check it out, get a feel for it. And to, even to extend past just kind of the basics, I would even say, go knock on some doors. Go have an Airbnb in the neighborhood. Seriously. No, I mean, as an agent, you really could. That's but true. And I if it's an area that you're like super unfamiliar with, yeah, I would maybe even say to do that. And it could be like a little staycation. But knocking on doors is great because then you can really, you can kind of see who's answering the door. Do they kind of fit the same profile? You can ask them really in-depth questions about the area. What do you do every day? What's your favorite thing about being in this area? And then it, you'll kind of understand and you might start to hear some similarities in the things True. that these people do and enjoy. Yep. And then that will help you market the property in the most effective way and get the best offer for your clients in the end. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, I think we've definitely covered a lot here, including your crazy family. And I hope that this was truly helpful for all of our listeners who are thinking of buying a home or even for our agents who really want to highlight the lifestyle aspect of their listing. And especially in today's market with the low inventory, I think that that is so huge. And um, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, subscribe to this podcast. Yes. And follow me on Instagram at Tattooed Realtor HTX. And follow Miss Alexis, our wonderful co-host. <laughs> oh, you're my co-host. Excuse me. I started oh. just kidding. I'm just kidding. I took the show over. 
Um, yeah, so my name... Oh my god. I changed my Instagram name. She had to get on her Instagram, y'all. I'm not I even kidding. I changed she the Instagram. I just changed the Instagram name. I okay. was saying this and she's like scattering through her phone to find her Instagram name. I forgot my name. My she's name- clearly a mom with three kids. True. 18,000 kids. True. Uh, my name's Alexis Shannon Mendoza and it's AlexisMendoza.Realtor. <laughs> my phone number is 832. Oh my god. Um, so also, one last point. Make sure that you're following Nan Properties on all social media as well. That's so huge. We put out awesome information. So much content. Super fun stories. I mean, it's just something that will make you laugh, but you will also get tons of really great nuggets of information, especially if it's anything related to real estate or Houston at all. So thank you again for listening. Thank you. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Don't you worry about me.